everybody. Welcome back to We Are the Batman. I'm Mike. And I'm Matthew. And uh, today we're doing something uh, kind of neat because we're we're living in a world now where we've got, I mean, just I don't even know how many Batman actors we have anymore, Matt. It's, it's nine. I, I don't know. I don't know. I can't keep track anymore. Um, but, uh, but uh, you know, it's, you know, we've had, because we've had Robin technically once uh in the movies um once and only once we did not have one in the dark knight trilogy no matter how much they try to make that work um but uh that's that's for another show but uh just yeah man um i i think you had the idea like yeah let's try to make let's try to come up with a way to make robin work cinematically whether it's in the batman or just just in general how do, how do we make batman work um and i think that i mean i don't know matt why why what made you what really made you want to want to want to do this one because nightwing is my favorite character of all time and i want to see him in a live action movie where i'm not wondering why it's not good and not that i think chris o'donnell was bad it's just a very like i mean those movies were what they were of the time I don't hate it, yeah. but you know, it'd be nice to actually have his story. <laughs> Chris O'Donnell wasn't the problem with the, with those okay. movies. the The problem was the movies he was in. Um, so yeah, it's uh, yeah, Nightwing is such a cool character, and that's I think that's kind of the reason why people want Robin to work is because ultimately they want Nightwing. And yes. Robin is kind of the stepping stone to getting Nightwing, so it's 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 a you've got to find a way to, to to bridge that gap, I think. So let's, yeah, I mean, you're the you're the Nightwing guy. You're wearing the Nightwing shirt on the on the podcast logo of all things. Um, you've done the cosplays, and we've both read. I mean, Nightwing was the was the series I collected the most, I think, growing up because yeah, Nightwing's cool. He's like a ninja basically. So let's, let's, let's start with you, man. Like, how are we, how are we making, how are we making Dick Grayson work? Yeah. See the, the thing of it is, is that I think unlike so many other superheroes, Nightwing is one of the only superheroes who has been two distinct superheroes. So he spends a large amount of time as Robin hanging out with Batman and if you don't know who Dick Grayson is or you don't know who Nightwing is, you do know. Anytime you see a movie or a cartoon with Batman and Robin, that is Dick Grayson as Robin. Mm-hmm. All of some of the more recent directed DVD DC films aside, um, you know, the old Batman, Adam West, Burt Ward. Burt Ward is playing Dick Grayson Robin. Titans cartoon, it's Dick Grayson Robin. The superpowers, mm-hmm. that's Dick Grayson as Robin. Uh, that new Titan show that I couldn't get into. This Dick Grayson is Robin. Like Dick Grayson has been Robin and is always Robin. And then you don't until you get into some of the more recent stuff in the last 10 or 15, maybe 20 years where they, he goes into being Nightwing and other people become Robin. And I think that's his ultimate downfall is you've got to get through him being Robin before you get to him being Nightwing. Yeah. And it's not an easy thing to do because you know, I think the safe thing they did with Chris O'Donnell was not say how old he was so that you could yeah, say, they, well, they use the phrase college student, but that's about where they leave it. Yes, because in the original comic, he's 12 and 
that's just horrible yeah. <laughs> and unrealistic. Yeah. You can't do that. But, you can't do yeah. that. <laughs> so they age him up usually in live action. So it's not as, you know, horrible. And I think that's where you, it's just a, a difficult transition to that. Cause you either just start as Nightwing and say he was Robin and don't even address it. Or you have to have time to percolate for the character to percolate. And the problem with that is you have to have a Batman franchise that lasts beyond two movies in order for that to happen. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think with, with Robin is it's a, it's, you know, with Dick Grayson to the Robin Nightwing thing, it, it's gotta be, it's gotta be multiple movies in my opinion for it to even be, get to be Robin, let alone for him to journey on to be Nightwing. And I think that's where, you know, the, that, that Titan show, I think the smartest thing they did was get him to be Nightwing as quick as they could. Because that's well, all, like you said, that's what everybody wants. They also established that like this was already Ro- a Robin that had existed for a long time. He yeah. was at the beginning of his venturing off on his own. That's about the most I can say positive about that show. I think that show sucks on so many levels, but I know it's got its fans. So sorry Thank if you're a fan of that you. show. I, I hate it. That show is terrible. I haven't watched Doom Patrol. I've heard Doom Patrol is fantastic. I think Titan is. I think Titans is a. I knew from the first episode that I was going to have problems with Titan when they had Dick Grayson on his own, not in Bloodhaven. He was just in Detroit. And I was like, already you've lost me because the most basic detail of this character that he <laughs> operates on his own in Bloodhaven, you couldn't even get that right. I'm out. I, yeah. I, 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 got, I, I give any, any TV show, no matter what it is, I give, I give the three episode chance. You got three episodes to hook me. You could they I I watched the whole first season of Titans because I was so I wanted to like it so bad and it sucks on a whole other level. <laughs> anyway, it's not the anti-Titan show. Um, but no, the one no, thing that not. they got right was that they were like, if we're gonna do Robin eventually becoming Nightwing, we need to have this be an already established older Robin. And that that part at least made sense. And yeah. Getting from Robin to Nightwing is a long and tra- is a long adventurous journey, and if you're going to try to get there cinematically, we need to have the, we need to have some time living in a world with a Dick Grayson Robin. Well, you and you also have to get Batman to the point where he would do that, you know? Because look, Robert Pattinson yeah. as Batman in that first Batman, there's no way he didn't even want what's her name to help him, you know? Yeah. He just used her, but it's not like he, you know, that that guy in that movie is not going to grab an orphan and train him no. to be a, a vigilante. He still hasn't figured out his relationship with Alfred, let alone yeah. taking on a, a ward. Um, so I think that's what the original films kind of got right, is like you can't bring Robin in until like the third or fourth movie. And yeah. for me, what I would probably do, and I think we've discussed this before, is like I would have Dick Grayson be in the third or fourth movie, but he never becomes Robin. And kind of like what they like they did with Robin's Reckoning, the two-parter that kind of tells Robin's origin in the Batman the Animated Series, where he is a kid when he meets Batman and he's going through the whole thing with his parents being killed and trying to find out about like Zuko who killed him. So you have in my I would do like a teenage, like a 15, 16-year-old actor or character. This happens to his family. He's at least old enough that if he does get into fisticuffs, he might be able to win. Um, But you see him doing that against Bruce Wayne's wishes, doing it behind his back, not knowing. And then partway through the movie realizes like, oh, you're Batman. That's why you took me in. Let's go do this. 
And then at the end of the movie, it is established like, okay, you did this. You better listen to me going forward. And if you do, I'll let you be my sidekick. And then the like the, the next film, having two or three years and Dick Grayson now 18 or 19, he is now his sidekick. Not him ever as a teenager or definitely not a preteen running around dodging bullets and trying to fight criminals. Yeah, I it's it's a it's a it's a lot of story to tell is the thing. And when when it, when it's the comics, you've got the time to breathe. When it's uh, an episodic TV show, there's other mechanics you can use to to time jump and tell the backstories you go. Yeah. In, in movies, you don't always have that luxury where I think the most potential is going to fall in is if Matt Reeves continues this this trend he has started with I call it a trend it's been one movie but this long form almost character study essay as a film you know with these with this three with the three hour movie like the Batman I think he's got the best shot because he's got yeah. that 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 long form storytelling thing down he can tell a lot of story he's the one right now that I feel the most confident could tell a story where where Battinson eventually would take on a ward. Now it's going to depend on how much we play with time because we we have n- we have absolutely zero percent idea what's going to happen in the Batman sequel. We we just we just don't know. We have we have no yeah. earthly idea. But um, so it depends on how much do we pick up immediately where the first one ended. Do we pick up five years later and he's started perfecting his playboy exterior as Bruce Wayne. Like, so it depends on where we go, but I think if anyone's got a chance in hell of doing it right now and doing it the way that I think we both know it would work best, it's Matt Reeves. You know, Zack Snyder has already created a world where a Batman, a Robin has existed. We don't know for sure which one. I believe the rumor is that the Robin that was killed whose suit we see in BVS was Dick Grayson, not Jason Todd. Um, but none of that's ever been confirmed. So I'd kind of like to yeah. see that because honestly, because that Robin suit's pretty cool and I kind of want to see it in action, but you know, that's just me. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's, but so as far as your plans, Matt, for, or your ideas for how to make this work. What have, what have you got in your, in your utility belt of, of ideas? I mean, I, I explained that part, but I mean, I think the, the other side of it too is I think you just make it his own thing. Yeah. I think you, I, I really like my thing really is like you're saying, if you get into what we want, we want Nightwing. We want night. We want Dick Grayson as Nightwing. We, we will, go through him being Robin <laughs> right? with the idea that maybe the fifth or sixth or seventh Batman movie, he busts off and becomes Nightwing. And that's where I think it's, it's, it's a slow burn that we'd have to go through cinematically. So that's where like, you know, not to get too far into the woods with this, the DC whole thing is so out there anyway that yeah, just give it, just start the movie with him as Nightwing. And what I would do is I would do, 
I would start him as Nightwing or even maybe Agent 37 or 47 as Grayson, whatever, and just have him do a flashback narration of how I got here. My name's Dick Grayson. I am Nightwing. I was once Robin, Batman sidekick, blah, blah, yakety schmackety. Tell it in a montage of how he got to where he is. And you end it with, you know, I don't talk to bats very much anymore. And I've got my own city to defend. So let him take care of Gotham. This is where I dwell. Boom, Bloodhaven. We don't ever talk about it again. And just have... Nightwing in Bloodhaven doing Nightwing stuff. Every time someone says the word montage, all I could think about is South Park. We got to do a montage. Montage. <laughs> Every scene you get and better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. It's so good. Um, <laughs> um, but you know, it, it, it brings up something that we've brought up in other episodes about another comic book franchise, that being the MCU. And I know, I know that you, you and a lot of people aren't super keen on the whole, like, what do you mean? I got to watch movies and a bunch of TV shows. And it, cause it, it is a lot, it's a lot of content to digest and not everybody has the time to do it. It almost seems like stuff like this is the reason why having those shows as a, as like, supporting content can actually come in handy because i know that like they're working on the penguin series right now which is supposed to be like his how penguin got to where he is but i think they said it's also going to kind of help bridge the gap between this the batman and and its sequel which is an interesting idea and so i think for stuff like that this is where the utilization of a streaming series can really come in handy because if you're gonna try to bridge that gap of him being Robin or him being Tim Grayson, Tim Grayson, Dick Grayson, wow, like God, <laughs> you know, being Dick Grayson, becoming Robin, becoming Nightwing, whatever. It's like, yeah, like this. This is one of those scenarios where they could probably make that work. Well, and and dude, like if we have two hours, I'll tell you the film version where he's with Batman my film version where he's without Batman, my TV show that we do, or I can do a future Robin, a future Dick Grayson. Because <laughs> I also have the idea that if you do a streaming series, and as much as some people don't like it, um, I'm me kind of moderately guilty of it, of like, dude, do it like, what is that show? This Is Us or A Million Little Things, where yeah. like, you know, he is Nightwing. And then there's parts where he is Robin. And then there are parts where he is a kid and you tell these three congruent stories throughout the show about different times in his life, learning different things and doing different things. Um, You know, it does. You then have to do like, is he Robin with the Titans or is he Robin with Batman? But I mean, I think you could also do that as well because like I love, I know a lot of people didn't like like it, but I loved him as Agent Forty Seven when he had that Grayson series. I think that's where he should be again. And you know what? That wasn't away. bad. I read that it wasn't bad. It wasn't my preferred take on Dick Grayson. It was good though. It was it was a good read. Well, and it's it's one of those things where I think personally, you if that had been its own thing that was not Dick Grayson, I think it would have been great. But ev- like you said, everybody wants Dick Grayson to be Nightwing. Like the- they just do. Yeah. They want him to be Nightwing. As cool as that was, 
yeah, we wanted to be Nightwing. And that's where I kind of feel like let Nightwing rejoin Spiral and have that be his thing. Get him away yeah. from being Batman uh, or Batman light. Let him be Nightwing his own, you know, you know, I don't know, Nightwing uh, international man of mystery. I have no idea. <laughs> like, but I, but I think that's where like anything somatically could work. Um, if you did, like I said, if I, I would probably start with him as Nightwing. Don't, don't show Batman. I think the, mm. the problem is, is unlike so many of the other characters in the Bat family, Nightwing's the only one that left. So like if you do a Batgirl show, you have to somehow reason away Batman. If you would do a Titan show like they did, I guess it was in a different city, but eventually Batman shows up. But if you play this estranged Nightwing who is pick Bloodhaven as his place, with the exception of, you know, brief flashes of Batman in his origin, like montage, you know, flashback thing, you just Nightwing's in Bloodhaven doing his thing. And um, I think that would be the most interesting, the most dynamic, the most fun way, and would be easy, like, you can just tell three, four of those movies. It could be its own standalone franchise that doesn't have to depend on anything else because when you read that that Nightwing comic, with the exception of maybe the Flash or Huntress, there aren't a lot of other superheroes there. You know, like Robin will show, like Tim Drake or Damian Wayne, depending on which Robin is Robin at the time of the book, they will sometimes show up. But it's not like, you know... It's not like Batgirl, Batman's always there. Like if you read that Bloodhaven comic, he'll go a good 15, 20 issues and Batman's not around. Yeah, you rarely you rarely see him. If you do, it's a brief mention. He's not ever like a he's rarely a like main or supporting character. It's about Nightwing. Um, yeah. Especially and, if you uh, fudge the timeline where instead yeah. of going off with the Titans, he goes off to Bloodhaven. Because there's a solid chunk of time in the comics where Dick Grayson and Bruce Wayne are not vibing, do not talk, are not cool with each other. Yeah, we we talked about that in our uh, when we were reviewing uh, the last Arkham. It's, yeah. it's like that was one of the first times we ever saw the two of them working together because they just they were they, it was it was an estranged uh, uh, relationship. They they did not speak. Um, and it uh, it's it's and it's funny you mentioned that because if you remember in the Batman, they straight up name drop Bloodhaven. Catwoman yeah. says that's where she's going to go after she leaves um, Gotham. So like, we're already and, and and also Arrow when it was on the air in like season two or three, because at the time when Arrow was at its peak, they were working on a Nightwing TV show um, yeah. that eventually that eventually turned into Titans. But at the time they were working on a on a Nightwing television series. Um, that I think they had planned on tying into the Arrowverse, but then Warner Brothers put the the hammer the hammer down on Bat Family stuff with uh, um, with their with their TV shows. But so so the seeds have been planted many times before, and if they've already planted the seed that Bloodhaven exists in in the Batman, then you know then that means it's there. So there's a lot yeah. we can do with that. It's one of those, like it's, it's a non-committal thing. It's like, now we can at least acknowledge that it's there and that it exists so that we have it to play with if we decide we want to, but we're not committing to using it, which I think is a very smart way of handling that. 
Well, and that's a very easy one-line way to build a world. <laughs> it is. So now we know that that's there. We know that we know that the Bloodhaven's there. It's it's the same with you know all you got to do is just name drop you know, uh, you know well even like in the in the Arkham video games and Arkham Knight you know they just they casually mention like Metropolis or you know you see a poster for like vacation in Metropolis and in the clouds in the poster there's just a red streak and you know okay well now they're at least acknowledging that superman exists here so yeah it's it's small it's small bits of world building that that can really benefit things in the long run if you decide to to go that route let me ask you this then who would you like to have played dick grayson all right so with the with the batman version that i said where he goes to the things i didn't cast it because the problem is is you don't know what teenage young actors are out there and okay. quite honestly i don't watch enough young television to pick somebody out. You know what I mean? Sure. So it's like, and then anybody who I think is young, that was 10 years ago and they're not young. (laughs) Yeah. So, but if I did my Nightwing movie, I, it's a little, I I don't want to say it's a cheat. I have my reasons. Um, but I would, I would honestly cast Austin Butler. He's the guy who just played Elvis. Oh, okay. Why is that a cheat? Because he's just good looking. Uh, <laughs> so I mean, no, Dick- no, it is established that Dick Grayson is like his superpower is how unbelievably attractive he is. I mean, I don't like Teen Titans Go, but one of my favorite things they ever did was when Robin took off his mask for the first time and he was so handsome that it would like disarm villains. Yes. And how dare you, sir? Teen Titans Go is, is just I, delicious, nutritious fun. <laughs> it is. It, it just, by the time it was a thing, I was a little, it just, you and you've got kids. So <laughs> yeah. that probably helps too. As a single dude in his late 20s when that show came out, uh, it was not pushing the right buttons for me. So right. I, you, I get that it has its fans. Uh, give me back the old Teen Titans. Anyway. All right, all right, what, no, hold on. You can't end away. Have you watched the episodes? With the uh, Night Begins to Shine music. I have no idea what that is. Okay, I'll be sending it to you later. But no, so Austin Butler, number one, like when you got somebody who's going to play any of these superheroes slash characters, you've got to have somebody who's committed to, you know, getting in shape. But Nightwing, in my opinion, is even beyond that. Like he's essentially almost Spider-Man. He's supposed to be more acrobatic than Batman. He's supposed to be nearly as great of a fighter. Like you said, very good look. And it's it's it is established in canon that he is like, you know, taken off his spiral mask so somebody sees him and the woman is so attracted to him she crashes her snowmobile. Like that's <laughs> what's his name? Um have you did you do you remember him in Midnighter? Midnighter, like like okay, I cool. I never saw never saw Midnighter. Oh my gosh. So Midnighter and Nightwing were established as frenemies. And do you know who Midnighter is? Yeah. So there's a scene where Dick Grayson as agent 47 is doing stuff and Midnighter is going after them and he stops and looks. It's like, I don't recognize, I can't see your face with your, your thing on. Cause I have the thing that like warps their features. He's like, yeah. but I, I recognize that ass anywhere. That's Dick Grayson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've, I think, I think I've heard about that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you're just like, I, I love and hate that all at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. This- <laughs> This bugs me, but I get it. <laughs> yeah. So it was it was interesting 
to see that or, or, or that my point more of like Austin Butler is a very good looking man, but also how much he committed to becoming Elvis. If you I don't know if you've seen that movie. I, I haven't had a chance yet and it's killing me because Baz Luhrmann, I will watch anything Baz Luhrmann makes because for some reason I love everything he touches. Even, even if it's stupid, like one of my favorite movies is Moulin Rouge. Is that movie dumb by all means, but I love it. It's something about, so I haven't seen it yet. And I'm dying to see it. Yeah. So he just puts it like my wife is a huge Elvis fan. And even she said like about 20 minutes in, he was Elvis. So all that means is like he had to commit to learning the physicality and all that kind of stuff. So that means he could learn, get into the fighting, get into as much of the acrobatics he could do. Things of that nature that would just really sell this character. And, you know, he's the right age. He's about 30. Which, if you go canon with Dick Grayson, he's a late twenties, but he looks young, Austin Butler. So I think he could do it. And you, if he's thirty now, that means you got ten or fifteen films out of him as Nightwing, um, mm-hmm. or ten or fifteen years of him as Nightwing, which I think would you know totally work. So yeah, that he's he's definitely who I would use because I think he could do all the things that would be required to play Nightwing. Okay. What about you? Who'd right. you pick? So I wanted to go kind of like you. It was hard to pick. First of all, I want to say the way I would tackle putting Dick Grayson in 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 the movies, and this might be a little sacrilegious, but you can find me on Twitter at Mr. Mike Shea and let me know how you feel. <laughs> um, my thought is play with the mythology a little bit. Okay. Because there's there's no rule saying we have to do things a certain way. Yes, we prefer it, but I'm more interested in what's going to tell a good story with compelling characters than what's necessarily going to be accurate. Um, sure. Case in point, some of the things, one of the few things they changed in the Sandman for Netflix. At first, I was like, eh, but does it work? The answer is for the story. The answer is yes. Yeah. So my thought process is. My thought process is uh, that sounded weird. I was when there. I, I was there. Uh, you're, you're, we're good. We're, we're on board. We're, 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 we're cooking with fire. Um, is to bypass Robin and go straight to Nightwing. Play with an older and like, is, is he working with him? Yes. But we're not playing with the raised him since he was a child thing. Still filling in that father figure. Uh, mentor mentee relationship, but less training this guy from when he was a kid and simply uh, becoming partners with another, another hero and helping him become the hero that he wants to be. So because we know that Bloodhaven exists and I'm, I'm, I'm playing with this, I'm playing with house money in the Matt Reeves Batman world right now. So because we know that Bloodhaven exists, I thought it would be an interesting idea if, the Graysons are an established family in Bloodhaven. Like they were like they were to Bloodhaven what the Waynes were to Gotham. Okay. okay. Um, and that's the reason why Nightwing chooses to go back and operate out of Bloodhaven is because he's seen what Batman can do for his home. He wants to do the same thing for Bloodhaven. That's why he chooses to go there. Um you know, he gets his start learning to be a hero in Gotham because ultimately his parents, the reason that his parents were so successful was because they were 
the circus family. They created this renowned touring circus, and that's what made their family. The circus has been operating for generations. It's kind of like you know P.T. Barnum. It's just been a, the P.T. Barnum Circus. It's been around for forever. Um, that's where their family made their made their fortune, and it was his parents dying in the circus when it was in Gotham that led to him staying in Gotham learning to be a hero in Gotham and then just becoming bypassing Robin and just becoming Nightwing and then ultimately choosing to go back to Bloodhaven because that's his home and he wants to do for Bloodhaven what Bruce Wayne and Batman have done for Gotham. Now what I'm big on though is focusing on the character of Dick Grayson as well that I at least want to be as accurate as possible. I want someone who is intelligent but who is also He's kind of got a little bit of that Spider-Man snark. Like he's snarky. He's sarcastic. Yeah. He's he's got a mouth on him. So I wanted an actor who could who could handle that. You know, one, people people talk a lot of crap about the Andrew Garfield Spider-Mans, but one of the things that Andrew Garfield did really well was he had that wit. He had that sense of humor. So I wanted I I between three actors, and I'm leaning towards one more than the other two. But I think any one of these three could pull it off because they have the youth, but they've also got the acting chops. They've got the they've got the humor down and they've got the versatility in what they can do. Now, I'm going to count these down from the one I want the least to the one I want the most. OK, OK, do it. So the, the one that I want the least, but I still think could pull it off. Is Finn Wolfhard from Stranger Things. I think okay. that he, I think he could pull the humor really well. I think he's got that kind of. Uh, if you haven't seen him, by the way, he's very good in Ghostbusters Afterlife. Yes, he was. He's very good in Ghostbusters Afterlife, and frankly, he was good in It and It Chapter Two as well. I thought it is, and I still can't believe I'm saying that because I'm terrified of clowns, and I hate the, I hate those movies based solely on the fact that I hate clowns. But he is. He's and, and obviously there's no there's no denying how he's very good in Stranger Things as well. I mean that's that's part of the reason why. Um, he's a very good young actor. Um, the physicality, you know, obviously he would have to kind of do what a lot of actors do. He'd, he'd have to go to, he'd have to go to the gym. He'd have to get in shape. He'd have to train. But I think he could do it in terms of an, yeah. as from an acting standpoint. I think he could do it. He's a little bit on the younger side of the other two for what I want him to do. But again, I have a, I also have a very hard time saying nay to anybody because look what Robert Pattinson pulled off. Um, so my number two choice is a bit more the other way. Um, he's kind of a lot of the stuff he's done in recent years has been a little outside of what I like to see him in, but particularly there's one role in particular that I think really leans to one thing he could do. And so that actor is Freddie Highmore, which if you don't know who Freddie Highmore is. He may know him from finding Neverland or Charlie and the chocolate factory, or you might know him from more recent things such as Bates motel or the good Doctor. Yes. Yes. There we are there. I was like, I knew I was picturing the face, but I couldn't remember what yeah. I'd seen him in. Now, I don't love the good doctor, but that's not a him issue. That's a concept issue. I'm, as somebody who used to work with kids on the autism spectrum when I was teaching, I'm a little tired of all these shows that basically treat autism like it's a superpower. <laughs> um, Fair. It's it's just it's I'm I'm a little there's a little too many of those happening. I'm a little tired of that. But particularly hit the way he plays in Bates Motel, where he's intense and soft spoken. 
but is often funny without trying to be. Um, the way he did Norman Bates, I think. Also, when I look at him, like like on his Wikipedia, I'm looking at this picture of him in a tuxedo from uh, uh, when he was at the uh, GQ Man of the Year award ceremony. Um, he looks like someone who would be standing next to Bruce Wayne at some event wearing a tux begrudgingly. Yeah, like he just looks like someone who's just like, I really don't want to be here. Like I'm putting on, I'm putting on a front right now. Um, but again, acting wise, I think he could really pull it off. But the one that I really really want to see pull this off and i know that he can pull off physicality i know he can pull off uh you know the the charm of youth i know that he can be funny because he's very funny on sex education and he's a guy who i thought was going to be a bigger star when i first saw him than he is now and that is asa butterfield okay yeah yeah yeah. you might know him from hugo i know him most of all from ender's game I think he was very good in Ender's Game. Um, he was in Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children, which was which was fine. Um, he was in, um, but right now he's doing that show, uh, Sex Education, on uh, on I think that's on HBO Max. I could be wrong. No, it's on net. Um, it's on, it's on net. I think it's Netflix. Yeah, it's Netflix. It's it's a it's a very funny show. He's very funny in it. Um, but if you look at him now like all grown up, like he just kind of looks like a grown up Dick Grayson. No, I, I could see it. I could definitely see it. And I really liked him. Like even at a young age doing Ender's game, he still had to get in like some decent physical shape for that. And I thought he did a very good job. And I, I have always thought that this kid should be a much bigger actor than a bigger star than he is right now. Um, And I think that I think of, and also when I look at the age group, like, cause he's 25 right now for the way I want to do Nightwing as young, but not a kid. Yeah. Um, as someone who's more looking for a mentor to learn how to be a hero, to be basically be his own kind of version of Batman. I think Asa Butterfield is, is kind of in that right, that right mold for what I would want to see. No, I, th- I think I think that's 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 definitely on point, and I I think I think there's nothing wrong with playing with the lore. You know, uh, there is definitely take the Robin out of it because I mean, you know, there's also a point of like, why the hell would you call anybody Robin? Yeah, <laughs> it's just it's, it's when, you, when you get into the when you get into the Robin, uh, Rob Dick Grayson as a character in general is fantastic. It's the Robin of it all that makes it very difficult to tell in cinema cinematically. Dick Grayson would work great in a, in a, in a movie. It's the character of Robin specifically where things get difficult, not impossible, just difficult. And removing it is maybe a little bit of a cop out. But again, if it benefits the storytelling of everything, I can live with that. Well, even if you do, because I mean, you know, when you read the the Nightwing comics, he, you know, the big thing with him when he gets to his, you know, later years is he becomes a cop for a long time. Yeah. So even if you played with that, is that like his idea of I'm going to go to Gotham and clean it up so I can clean up, you know, Bloodhaven? Or even if he tries to become a cop in Bloodhaven and he has to come to Gotham to become a cop, have him be a rookie cop who just stumbles across something that leads him into following Nightwing's or Batman's footsteps and then makes him the decide I'm going to be a crime fighter. And then Batman's like, all right, dude, you're going to get yourself killed. Let me talk you out of this. And then you have that go from there. 
which I think is kind of what they were going for in the Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, a a little bit, a a little bit, and I'm I am saying that while chewing on a big piece of crow because. <laughs> I like I like that movie just fine. Everything to do with Joseph Gordon-Levitt could have been removed. Um, yes. Again, really like the movie. Really like Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Take all of that out of that movie. But we'll talk. We're going to talk about Dark Knight Rises on another show coming up. Um, Correct. But but yeah, I think that's what they were kind of going for. And there's actually a fan-made comic of a sequel to The Dark Knight Rises that makes the dark Knight rises work a little bit, but I'll bring that up on that next show. But yeah, like, like you said, like there are, there's a lot of different ways to play with this lore to still have kind of that, a similar relationship, but just not the same one, because like I said, it's just getting Robin to work. And that's the whole reason we're doing this, this episode to begin with is getting Robin to work in a cinematic sense. When you take into account, everyone's favorite style of Batman is kind of the dark gritty detective version it's very hard to tell that kind of batman story and make robin work nightwing you can make it work really well but making robin work is very difficult especially when you when you're confined to a two to three hour movie correct correct well i mean i think we pretty much nailed that one i i i like your idea i mean i even like when you were saying the whole thing about his family being you know from bloodhaven I even like had a moment of like, it would be interesting if he came, you know, maybe he's four or five years younger than Bruce. And when it happens, he comes to Bruce as a, Hey, we both are orphans. How are you dealing with this? This is what I'm thinking about doing and not knowing Bruce Wayne is Batman. Yeah. And him going like, Hey, you should help me become this guy who can fight crime like the Batman that's here. And Bruce Wayne going like, do I tell him it's me? (laughs) Yeah. It's it's it, there's a there's good there's there's so many different ways you can play with this story and with this relationship and still have it work. It just yeah, you're gonna have to fudge the lore a little bit. If you try to do it comic book accurate, fine, then make me believe that Bruce Wayne would take a 12-year-old out in tights. I yeah. mean, you've got to make that realistic. And as much as I love those comics, part of the reason we love this version of the Batman is because it's ground it's grounded a little bit in reality and there's just not a version of it where that works yeah now i would again i'd love to see snyder's idea because we know that in his world that that robin's been established and the joker killed him so i'd love to know what what his plan for that was if he had one but out but also he didn't show us that he just jumped ahead to yeah no what we had a robin and he died and yeah we're just going to leave it at that. So again, it's like, yeah. Cause I think even he kind of understands that. Yeah. You know, Robin kind of hard to make work. So this is our best attempt at making it work. Maybe you hate everything we came up with. I'm sure a lot of you especially hate my idea. And I am totally fine with that. You can let me know. You can let let us know on Twitter. Uh, our show is on Twitter at we are the Batman, or you can find me on Twitter at Mr. Mike Shea or come at me at Mr. J Ninja. Just send us to hate. Let us just let us hear it. That's what Twitter's for. Just send it at us. When you're not tweeting at how dumb Warner Brothers Discovery is being, you can let us know how dumb we're being. And until next time, we'll catch you guys here with another episode of We Are the Batman. Same bat time, same bat podcast channel. Bye bye.